0: Welcome to the Pete Primo Show. It is episode 112. We're here with Chad Treadway. How to dominate your local search results. I can't wait to get into this. Um, Let me just pay the bills real quick. If you haven't bought my book, Sell a Million, what are you waiting for? A hundred and two tips for furniture and mattress store owners to add another million dollars of sales. If you don't need another million dollars of sales, don't buy the book. I'd love to thank uh, the uh, Mattress Industry Network group for their sponsorship of the show. Thank you very much, Steve, for believing in the show. Over 1,800 strong, and it is a group that is created for the benefit of the entire mattress industry run by my favorite people in the world, retailers. The Mattress Industry Network core values are helping others to build, market, sell, and succeed in the mattress industry. If you are in the mattress industry in any way, shape, or capacity, we want you to join the Mattress Industry Network group. Just get your QR code up, your your smartphone on that QR code, and it'll bring you directly to the free Facebook group. And join us. Tell them Pete sent you. You will not be alone. There's over 1,800 of us in there. So join today. Well, further to do, let's get to it. Chad is the chief marketing officer and partner of Cube Creative. I met Chad at Outbound, which is a sales conference in Georgia last summer. Was it last summer, Chad? Mm, September.
1: So are you late summer, early fall? So
0: September. And uh, we just got talking. We were waiting for the next session to start and. I found out that he has a significant client uh, that's a furniture uh, manufacturer. And uh, we just started chatting and we stayed in touch. And I thought that some of the things that he talks about are really important. Uh, as a marketing expert, um, I thought, boy, are we in need of great marketing or 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 what this year? So how to dominate your local search results before we get into the how I want to talk a little bit about the why. Chad, why is this important for a furniture or a mattress store owner, uh, to dominate his or her local search results?
1: Well, thanks for, first of all, for having me, Pete. Um, so when it comes to, you know, any kind of business, it doesn't matter if you're retail, um, you know, a roofer or construction, whatever you, have to be found on Google. Um, so my little tagline is, I help small businesses get found on Google because we will Google anything. Um, I tell, you know, gone are the days of the yellow pages. And, you know, I'm young enough that I didn't grow up with the internet. So I'm kind of that hybrid Gen Z or um, Gen X or millennial kind of thing. So I was born in like 79. So I don't really fit the mold of either one of them. I kind of tell people that I'm kind of more of that Oregon trail generation. So if anybody kind of grew up with the Apple IIe's and the Oregon trail, you know, and dying of dysentery, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, <laughs> like I didn't have the internet here in my little, you know, home, you know, well, we had the internet. I mean, it was AOL back in the day, but you know, I didn't get the internet until I was in, out of high school and, you know, community college, but then I just kind of fell in love with it. And then, you know, one thing's led to another, but it's to the point now that. Everybody has a smartphone, and even kids today—they don't answer the telephone like this. They answer it like this, you know. They, it's because they're used to having a smartphone, and their parents and everything. Um, you know that we don't know what a rotary phone is. I mean, it's it, times have shifted and changed so much. I, I joke and say we've got to stop marketing like it's nineteen eighty-six. Um, mm, that's the you truth. Know, I love me some like 80s hair metal kind of thing. So, you know, it's a good little reference there. But um, anyway, so we Google everything. So if you're and if you are don't think that people are Googling you, you are. Um, I mean, and they are. So the first thing is, you know, I always say Google is the doorway to the Internet. Um and then the, or that's kind of the gateway. So the front door to your business is actually your Google business profile, which they changed the name, I think it was either November of last year or the year before. Everything with COVID's kind of got my, you know, stuff all kind of mixed up. So it's a little bit harder for me to remember what's been what, but they changed it from my, um, Google My Business, which you may hear it referred to still, but that's the key to everything so you can go in and update your hours um even when you're having um like a holidays you know like with easter coming up you know you can go in and put you know when is you're going to be closed for easter if you're going to be open um you can make sure that your map pin is at your location um you can do all kinds of stuff you can even put specials and things of that nature in there if you want to but the other big part of the Google business profile is getting the reviews and reviews are key because, you know, just like when you order anything online, you go and you look at those reviews. So it's one of those things that we want to know what the reviews are and we want to know what the good and the bad and the ugly are. Um, You know, it's... I think it was a northwestern study and i'm going to butch the actual statistic um but i know it's in todd Capone's um transparency book sale book he references it um it's anything between like a 4.2 and a 4.7 star rating is considered ideal um and it's because there's nothing's perfect so if we see a five-star review we think oh gosh why is that there. Are they buying these reviews? That kind of thing. And then if it's less than that, we're like, okay, well, why is it less than that? Um, so that that's my kind of my big key points. Thank you for that.
0: And I just want to unpack a couple things. I I just it's so important because it's what you said is something that one of the smartest guys in the mattress industry, Jeff Janakovo, who owns um Gardner's Mattress and more in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, always says, your front door isn't your front door. Your front door to your business is on the internet. And very specifically, it's your Google profile. And when people start searching for mattresses locally, you need to get to the top of that search engine because people aren't using yellow pages the way they used to yellow pages when i got into the business in 1982 it was super important and how you managed that and and how you stood out from other people there was super important and how you stand out from other people now when they're doing a google search is super critical to your business just one thing about the rotary phone you know when I was a kid, I was really really hyped. And I would die when I had to dial 8 or a 9 just waiting for that thing to come back. It it built patience. It, it 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 built character. You know, I I think our kids are missing out on a lot of character building not having to put up with that rotary phone, but uh that's super let's you know this uh this piece that you just shared with us from uh, Todd was is huge, four point two to four point seven star rating is ideal. If it's too perfect, it's too perfect. And uh, bring, I, hey Jeff, I hope you're listening to the show because you keep getting mentioned. But Jeff Janakovo told me that he actually made more sales off of his ones than his fives. Because any smart person is going to look for the warts. They're going to look for the imperfections and then they're going to ascertain whether or not that customer is like them or if that customer is a complete idiot. And the retailer is the person that's more like them. And so his one was from a complete crazy person. And how Jeff managed that little itty bitty conversation on the internet, made this gentleman and his wife come in and say, I really like the way that you handled that. I don't think I would have had as much patience as you because it was clear, clear as as the day that they were wrong and that they were just looking for a fight. And that's one of the interesting things about Google reviews. Uh, a bad one can help you more than than a perfect one sometimes. So I found that statistic very interesting and very believable. What uh, Guy Danes, uh, what is more important, Google versus LinkedIn? I'm going to let him answer, but I have an answer too. He's a marketing officer.
1: So I'm going to say it depends on your specific industry and your target market. If you are targeting more um, B2C kind of thing, I'm definitely going to say Google. Even if you're B2B, um, we're all people. So even your B2B buyers are still going to go to Google and look you up there. Um, but if you are... You know, if you're like a manufacturer and you're really trying to sell into that B2B space, then definitely LinkedIn is going to be a little bit better. Now, if anyone hasn't picked up, I am definitely from the south and rural North Carolina, kind of northwestern North Carolina, um, my little hometown area. We have three claims to fame, Um, North Wilkesboro Motor Speedway, which is actually opening back up. Um, Lowe's Hardware or Lowe's Home Improvement ha- was founded here before they moved to Morrisville and then Moonshine. So that's where the accent comes from. But I will say with to the point of LinkedIn, like a lot of my audience is not on LinkedIn, but that still doesn't mean that I don't have a or try to have a commanding presence there. Um, actually it's become my platform of choice. Like I grew up, I had a Facebook account back when you still had to have a college email. I was in graduate school, but I, you know, I got one. And then I kind of got off of it. And then I kind of got back on it. And now I don't even get on it. Um, I changed it to like Chad and Amber Treadway because my wife uses it. She teaches middle school. So she doesn't want anything to do with it because her students might find her. Um, But it's one of those things. She's the one that gets on there and uses it. And I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah, you know, I don't wanna be on Facebook anymore. I've got Instagram and well, now my wife will do TikTok, but that's a whole nother thing and but definitely like LinkedIn is to me where it's at.
0: So guy, I uh I was gonna say it depends and I was gonna say exactly that everything that Chad just said. Uh my you can tell very obviously that I spend uh, my five minutes a day that I spend on social media is spent on LinkedIn primarily. Maybe one minute gets peeled off every few days, uh, for Facebook very, very quickly. Um, but my people are, are on LinkedIn primarily. So, and Chad, you do have a really good presence on LinkedIn. I see you all the time. Um, so let's get back to how to dominate that's the why and the why very very simply who who's that guy the why very simply is people have changed the way they shop they use these things smartphones instead of yellow pages and that's why you got to get found so if you were only going to give one tip just just one tip what would it be how to dominate your local search results chad
1: no, no, there's no one tip. It it's a whole conglomerate of everything that you have Start to do. Start with
0: one and work through your conglomerate.
1: Okay. Um so first of all, you've got to make sure you've got a Google business profile. Um and make sure it's updated. Um, then the second part of that is to your point, you've got to get the reviews and you've got to answer the reviews. Um, so even if you get A five star, a four star, you go in and try to respond. And I know as, you know, a small business owner and that kind of thing, that is tough. Um, but find some time, carve out just a few minutes to go in and answer those. And then if it's a negative review, try to jump on it as quick as you can. Um, you know, obviously address what their issue is, you know, to Pete, your point, you know, there's going to be people that's going to complain just to be complaining. Um, and it's one of those things that you're always going to have those people, even, you know, with the clientele I deal with, you know, they don't necessarily go leave me a bad review, but they'll complain and gripe and everything. And it's just like, okay, I'm just going to fire you as my client because I don't want to deal with you. Now I have that luxury, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know, you pick poison there. Um, but you know, as a retail establishment, you, you don't necessarily have you can't just kick somebody out of your store, you know, or, you know, that kind of thing. But just go and respond to it as best you can. Um, hopefully, they'll, you know, either go in and amend it or go take it down. I've, you know, I've worked with different people. Um, I've got one client who he got a bad review and he called the guy up and he was just like, Why'd you leave me this bad review? You've got all this false information and everything. Like he took it completely offline. And then the guy went back and either amended it or took it down. Um, I've got another client that's a pest control client and he got a bad review. And I saw it pop up. I was sitting in my armchair um, you know, Saturday night. I saw it pop up on my phone because, you know, you can connect all that to it. So I saw it and I I texted him. I'm like, hey, you got a bad review. He called the guy on Saturday night, at like eight o'clock and was just like, what's up with this? And and got to the root of the problem, addressed it. And then the guy I think either took it down or changed it. I don't remember what it was. But it's one of those things, You know, even on a Saturday night, you may have to do that, unfortunately, because that's when people are going to see it. But my biggest thing is with the reviews, make sure you go in and do it and answer them. And then the other thing to really get found on local. Um, and I'm going to pull, throw another book at everybody. Um, so you need to be there to answer people's questions. So if as you're a sales rep, in the store. Think about every question you've gotten about a mattress. Um, the good, the there again, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, you know, and take those same questions, try to brainstorm it, and then put it out there as content on your website. Because people will Google for those questions that they're asking. So if you're asking, well, do I need a firm or a soft? Or, you know, do I need this or do I need that? You need to be there and answer that question. Yeah, there's probably other people out there answering that question, but if somebody is searching locally for that, Google is going to try to provide answer that answers it best. And then secondly, that does it as close to them as they can. So, you know, let's say you're in Toledo, Ohio, and you know, you're three miles from whoever's doing the search and you've got you know, a blog or a news section or whatever you want to call it. It doesn't really matter. It's just about content that answers all these people's questions about a mattress or a piece of furniture or whatever. That's what you want to do. And that's one of the things that I found, especially for, you know, any kind of local market is putting content out there that simply answers people's questions. And there's two good books. Um, the first is They Ask, You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. And I love him um, Great book. personally. Great book. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm a total fanboy. Got both copies. I chased him, went to Boston to a conference and chased him down and had him sign both of them. Um, so he was a pool guy that, you know, wound up, you know, during the crash of 08 and 09 and turned his business around because of it and everything. So yeah, that's the guy. I see you brought it up on the screen. It is an awesome book. I highly, highly recommend it. And the other one that's kind of become part of my marketing Bible, if you will, um, is Epic Content Marketing by Joe Polizzi. And I'm blanking on his new author. So he just came out with a second version like a few weeks ago. Um, and I've just finished reading it. And it's a excellent companion to They Ask You Answer. Now, I'm not, I will, I will say this, I'm not discounting like Seth Godin and all his books and everything, but I went I've read like purple cow and I've read some assessed stuff, and I personally I come up blue collar roots, you know, I'm educated, but you know I still like simple, and Marcus makes it much easier for this good old country boy to understand
0: <laughs> I love both those books, those are both great recommendations. I want to unpack a little bit of this, so give me an A, B and C. When you say get profile updated, that includes images. Correct. Yes. It's
1: anything that you can go in there and fill out. Um, you know, I highly recommend if you know someone who can do a 3D scan of your store. Um, usually it's like a real estate photographer that might have a Matterport 3D camera where they you can actually get that. You can actually do a complete walkthrough. And if they have access, some people can, some can't. Um, I know my local real estate photographer she has access to be able to upload that into Google, so you can actually do a physical walk through a store um, before you ever set foot now, as you rearrange your store and everything that may not be is what is easy, but you know for somebody who you know may be elderly or disabled or you know just curious to what all you have in your store, having something like that can help um, Anytime you can upload photos you know like if you set up a new display you know get some good photos of it it doesn't have to be like with a high end fancy camera you know like the new iPhones i mean i'm even like going back as far as like the iPhone 10s you know or the iPhone X whatever you want to say i mean they had excellent cameras i mean you just need to take a little time make sure it looks good and and, and get it up there um and encourage you know your um customers you know, if, if they put it in their home, get them to upload a photo with the review. Google loves videos and photos in any kind of content because my other running joke with Google is they're very much like the plant in Little Shop of Horrors, um, except instead of having to murder someone at the end of the to keep it happy, you know, we just have to keep feeding Google. So, unlike the plant, we don't have to go, you know, come serious. You attorney. said
0: that super fast and I couldn't write it down. What does Google love again? Oh, um
1: content photos content. and videos I- anything that you can do around that and then what we call user generated content or you might hear it called UGC Um, and that's actually getting your customers to upload content
0: so I had a very very smart retailer who is up to date on this stuff and he told me he asked me take a picture of a mattress and make a Comment on his profile. And I did. And then I started to do that. And then I talked to another one of my retailers who's even smarter. And that's why I'm not using the names. (laughs) One guy's smart, the other guy's smarter. He said, Pete, you cannot even begin to imagine the Google juice that I get when I respond to your Comment and your picture that you post that gives me a lot of authority, and so if you're a rep and you have, yeah, Google loves podcasts, Chris Stone. That's it's so true, and and Chad, I, I'm sorry that I don't know this anymore. I used to really be on top of this stuff. Does Google still own YouTube?
1: Yes, it is. Technically the second largest search engine. Um, if you combine Google and all their properties, they own give or take, they're like 93% of the search market. Um, Bing slash Yahoo, because Yahoo is actually using Bing is second. And then I think third is DuckDuckGo, which is a little bit more of a privacy focused, um, right. browser. There's a couple of others that are kind of coming up or trying to, but you know, like right now, the I don't know if many of your people have heard, but like chat GPT and Microsoft bought chat GPT or has invested in chat GPT and they're incorporating it into being like, if they can just get like 1% of the market share back from Google, I can't, it adds like a billion dollars or a million dollars or something to their bottom line. It was, wow. you know, lots of big numbers that. Nothing that I can never fathom. So
0: So if you're deciding if you should upload a video onto YouTube, the answer is yes. And should you post those YouTube videos other places? The answer is yes, because just like you love your children, Google loves their child, and their child is YouTube. Mm -hmm. So don't forget how that works. That's very important. And uh, thank you for that. And and this other thing that you touched on, frequently asked questions. So you can can just sketch it out and basically do it in a question-answer format. Even on your Google profile, you can do that. And I've seen dealers do that. It's a very smart thing to do. If you want to take it next level and really add crazy Google juice to it, so do that. Not saying don't do that, do that it's huge, but make little two minute videos on frequently asked questions, so if there's twenty frequently asked questions, make twenty two minute videos L- have them live on YouTube and post them everywhere. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your thing, but I thought that Damn. it was so important about you know uh when we say update a profile, they may not know that. And so fill out that form fully. Use images. Google loves content, photos, and videos, and they especially love YouTube videos. So understanding how those things work. um, There's one other thing I want to add before we move forward. Um, Listen. Sometimes getting a negative review feels like a punch in the gut. And it's something we take personally. What I would encourage you to do is take a step back. Okay? While you're angry, do not pick up that phone and do not call that customer until you can cool down a little bit. Because you're going to make it worse if you don't cool down just a little bit. Um, so cool off first. And then what Chad said is absolutely the gospel. Take it offline. Getting into this pitter back and forth on online. It's usually not productive and it's usually very, it's quicker. It's easier and it's more effective to take it offline, make that phone call and you know, whatever it is. Usually, it's something that you didn't even realize, and usually it's something that you can fix. you know. I always say to my retail partners, store owners, you guys are in the business of fixing stuff if you have a problem, you can fix it i uh, very rarely can you not fix it. you can fix it um and it's so important to get that thing offline, get it fixed right away, get that thing pulled down or amended. Which one is better, by the way, Chad?
1: Well, if you can amend it, you know, and then they can go in and, you know, do a follow-up response, be like, I had XYZ issue, you know, they were able to rectify it, you know, and they changed the star rating. Obviously, that's better. Um, okay. You know, I mean, but if they take it down, I mean, I've, not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, it's just one less piece of content. But, like, you know, to your point, you know, with the Google reviews, everything, like, the more you can put out there and the more you can respond to them, I mean, that that's the key thing, is, you know, get the Google reviews. Like, put a QR code that links to your Google business profile at the register. You know, and let me want to say this too, because this is huge, and I've heard about people doing this. You cannot Incentivize your customer to leave a review. So you can't say, Hey, if you'll go leave me a review, I'll give you a XYZ discount or, you know, do something like that or give you a gift card. That's actually against every one of the review like services, um, be it Yelp, TripAdvisor, Nextdoor, Google. I mean, Facebook, that's against all their terms of service. Now, what you can do is incentivize your. Um, associates and your employees to ask for the review. So if I am, you know, a sales rep and I just sold Pete a mattress, I can say, "Hey, I would love for you to be able to go leave us a review." You know, here's a business card that's got a QR code on it, or just scan this QR code and then you can go leave us a review. If you need help, you know, getting in to be able to to where to do it or whatever, I'll be glad to show you where to do it. You can do all that up until the point of like providing them word for word what to say.
0: Now, I've heard some of my retailers say this. Please leave us an honest review and I'll give you blah, blah, blah. But it's not leave us a five star, you know, it's not quid pro quo. It's not. Hey, I'm gonna give you a free pillow, you give me a five star online review. It's give me an honest review, and I'll give you whatever it happens to be. Or is that still a no no? That would
1: be a very dark gray area that I wouldn't want to wade into oh, those don't waters. Do
0: it. Chad's saying don't do it, don't do it.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah, it, it would be tough because if Google got wind of it, they could go in and pull every one of the reviews down. So You know, if you've got, you know, a thousand reviews, um, and they got wind that you were, you know, in their mind, incentivizing the reviews, they'll just go in and pull everything down. You have no recourse. Um, it it is really, really hard to get in touch with Google.
0: Yeah. They can put you out of business online. So that's what you're risking guys. Um, you know, 10 years from now, there's going to be a bunch of well designed, laws around what social media places can do to you. But right now, please understand this, Mr. and Mrs. Store Owner, it's the wild, wild west. And they can basically put you out of business and yes. ask questions later and you can't get a hold of them. So it is, uh it's not fair. It's not the way it should be. It's not the way it's going to be. But it's the world that we live in right now. And we have to work within uh work within their framework. So, relevant content, recent content. What are the other things that Google's looking for other than relevant and recent content?
1: Well, so they kind of updated their algorithm and I'm I wish I could remember what it is. So there's the the E-A-T was their big thing which was expertise, authority, and trustworthiness and then they added another E in there but I don't remember what it is and um. I'm blanking. Um, no worries. But essentially it's very much like the expertise and everything. So they want to know that you, when they send somebody or they show a result on the search results page, which, you know, in my industry, we love acronyms because so we call it the SERPs. So when you see like, if you're in those top three positions for answering someone's questions or whatever, that means you have authority and trustworthiness and you're considered in Google's mind an expert in that. Um I've had conversations with people they're like, "Well, I've been in business since 1972. Doesn't that matter?" No, it does not matter. I could come in and open a, a store right next to you and push out a ton of content, you know, have a highly optimized Google business profile, you know, do everything on the internet and beat your pants off and take your lunch money. Um And you're, you're stuck there holding a bag because, well, I've been in business since 1972. Doesn't that matter? No, it doesn't. And the same thing with like the yellow pages. I don't want to trash an industry, but if you're still advertising in the yellow pages, unless you are like attracting a very, very much older audience, I wouldn't even be in there. Um, there's actually, I think it's either San Francisco or San Diego. And I think it was one in the Northwest. They actually banned um, the delivery of the phone book because so many people didn't want them. And they were actually, you have like a lot of times now in a lot of the major cities, you actually have to request the phone book be delivered to your home. So if you're being told, oh, well, it goes to, you know, we print X number. That would probably be the thing. Like if I was selling it, I would say, well, we print X number. Not how many, the question is, well, how many households does it go to? And what's the demographics of the households that it's going to? And, and if that's match, matching up with your target audience and your target buyers, then be there. But the chances of that mm, slimmer to none. I mean, you know, like my, I, I have a podcast and my co-host, she's a, a total Gen Zer. So like I've been out of high school longer and she's been alive. So that's been kind of interesting, you know, kind of thing. I'm like, <laughs> so we kind of ban her back and forth and she's just, you know, buying a house and I'm like, Hey, how are you buying a house this early, you know, in your life, you know, kind of thing. But she's going to be needing to outfit that house. Is she going to pick up the yellow pages and look? No, she's going to go to Google
0: and look. Yeah. So let me just drive this point home. If you're watching this, don't lose your pants or your lunch money optimize your Google profile, and do everything that we've talked about. We've got more coming up, but we're going to take a short break, and I'm going to read you a chapter which will take about 30 seconds. For those of you at home, read along, chapter 88, page 127. Read their minds. By the way, if you could really read everyone's mind, you'd probably be off in the corner, huddled up in the fetal position. So you can't read people's minds, but what you can do is ask good questions. I already talked about Google alerts for specific information. Oftentimes, as business owners, we ask ourselves, where is the market going? Where is it trending? Thanks to Google Trends, you can type in a keyword and see how it is trending for online searches. Never forget the best consumer research is face-to-face when they are in your store. I've repeated this often throughout this book on purpose. All customers have different, ask customers all different questions. I will list a few here. How did you hear about us? Have any of your friends or family members bought here before? Thank you for your business. Why did you choose us? Was there one thing that you really liked about our store? Might be different than what you think it is. Was there anything that if you could wave a magic wand and change change it, what would that be? What say you? What would you add to that? Uh, Chad? Oh. Would you add anything to that?
1: No. You're you're spot on. Disagree? Agree? No hundred percent. Like it it was shocking how on point you are with all that. Like, I've got to pick up your
0: book now and read it. (laughs) That this book was written in 2015. Believe it or not. So yeah, it's making me look really smart. Trust me. I sit at the foot of people 10 times smarter than me. And I take notes. That's the only smart thing I really do. Nothing you, nothing I ever say, nothing I ever do, nothing I ever write is original. It's I find smart people and I listen to them and I learn what they learn, just like we're talking to you. And we have a lot of stuff so far. So we don't want to lose our pants or our lunch money by not paying attention to dominating the local search re- results. Google wants trustworthiness, they want authority, they want expertise, they want relevant content and recent content. And consistent content, right? Yep. Okay. So, where do we go from here? How do we make this even better?
1: Well, there. Yeah, um, like I said, I, I love organic search, um, organic SEO, if you will. Um, one of the things that you can think about is, you know, as you're asking questions, um, like for the Google reviews, is like finding out how did you find out about us. That's going to be a great way for people to, um, you know, you be able to track your results. That's one thing that we harp on our clients. You know, we'll have them come in and. You know, it's just like, well, this is working or this isn't working, and it's just like, what well, did you check? Um, How are you getting? You know, are you finding where people are looking for you, and and all that? And they're like, and a lot of people will say, well, I found you on Google, and and that's just one of the touch points. You'll have several touch points before somebody can find you, um, and it may be out of home. It is, but a lot of times it's going to be on the internet. They're going to they're going to Google you, and you know they may look for. Be, you know, top of the funnel kind of thing, looking for a mattress and wanting to know, well, what's a top 10 list of the best brands? Or, you know, should I go soft or firm? And then they'll start refining their search results and you just got to be there at every level to answer those questions.
0: Yep. So, it seems like a lot of work to get in there and answer these questions and comments. And I know that a lot of store owners, you know, run around with their hair on fire, putting out fires all day long. And one of my favorite things to say, it's easy to say, but it's hard for you to execute. And that is find time to work on your business, not in your business. And, um, this is kind of a fine line. It's almost in between working on and in your business because. This is very strategic use of your time as an owner and or a manager who's responsible for maintaining this. But the quicker you answer any question, it doesn't matter if it's online or if it's offline. Uh it doesn't matter if it's a complaint or not a complaint before the buying cycle even starts. Time is of the essence and the sooner you get that question answered, um, the better for you, uh, for the customer, and how they perceive you. Um, they perceive a quick answer, even if it's the same answer, better than they perceive a slower answer, even if it's the same as the quick answer. So we live in a world of instant gratification. I can sit here and I can, can lament on how it was when I was a kid And how it's changed and how I feel sorry for it doesn't matter. The reality is people don't have time, they don't have patience. They didn't grow up with a rotary phone and have to learn patience. So we really need to serve them the way they want to be served. And and and, you know, you can get into and it shouldn't have to be that way, but it is that way. Uh, Kyle Danes, what have you got to say here, Mr. Kyle Danes? Thank you for tuning in. I would maybe add, would you give me, would you give referrals to me? Absolutely. So the holy grail is testimonials, five star online reviews and referrals. Absolutely. Thank you for complete completing the trinity there, Kyle. A hundred percent. That is. Anyone who listens to me knows that I, I'm constantly talking about five-star online reviews, testimonials, and referrals. Um, not only should we be asking for them, we should incentivize our employees to ask for them. And everybody in the company, from a secretary who answers the phone to a delivery driver who delivers furniture into the house or delivers a mattress into the house, Everybody in the company should be on the same page, understanding the goal of our company and for us to be successful, we need five-star online reviews, we need referrals, and we need testimonials. So sorry I went off on a tangent there, but it doesn't take much to get me going, Chad.
1: No, no, um, you're you're spot on. And I was just gonna say this to like seven out of ten people will trust a review from a perfect stranger over those of their our friends. And if I've got time, I've got a quick story. Um, so, yeah. you know, I referenced the story kind of on, on going to Boston for the conference. Well, we were flying, you know, I'm the good old country boy. I've not flown a ton. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to the, you know to Boston. I wanted a backpack. And I've got a friend who is like a world traveler. I mean, I was best man in his wedding, but like he has more stamps on his passport than states that I've seen. Um, kind of thing. I mean, he he loves to travel and he is super thrifty and he, I'm telling me, he plays the credit card shell game where he gets all the points and everything. So, you know, the small business owner hates to see him come in because he's going to slap down that Miles card and you're going to pay for it. But besides the point, <laughs> like he told me to go buy, you know, XYZ bag and I, you know, what do I do? I still do my due diligence. You know, I look up everything. I looked up the reviews. I looked up the pros and cons. You know, I looked up all this information and what I wound up finding out was that the backpack straps, people complained about them because they didn't have enough patent and started recommending another bag. So Pete, what do you, which bag do you think I went with? I already know <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I went with the bag that I found on the internet. So I trusted the reviews and the opinions of perfect strangers. And now I've known this man for close to 20 years now. Um, it's it's crazy. I mean, it's just I'm like I I can't, you know. I'm like I I'm gonna be lugging all my luggage around and you know, I had to take books with me to get signed, you know, like a, in at a comic book store, you know, meeting Stan Lee or whatever. So I'm like, you know, some people can't collect, you know, autograph sports memorabilia. I just collect autographed books.
0: Interesting, interesting. Yeah. So that's a great statistic. Seven out of 10 people trust online reviews more than someone they know. And there's a lot of different ways to define that. I call that the tyranny of the familiar. Just because it's familiar, you discount it. You know it, you understand it. Like like Joe Polizzi lives two miles away from me. Our kids have done things together. (laughs) I I just laugh when he starts saying his book his first book was great i loved what he had to say but he's just joe tim he's not like you know uh it's the tyranny of the familiar and um so, so as a store owner you just need to understand that that's part of human nature i, I you know if if you want to sit there and label it and judge it you can but it doesn't matter what matters is What do you need to do about it and what you need to do to dominate your local search results is make sure your Google profile is updated and that you're putting out content that's relevant, that's recent, that has authority, that's trustworthy, that demonstrates you're an expert and be consistent. And that's where most retailers fall down. And I would assume, Chad, you deal with this every day. That's probably where most business people fall down, right? They get excited, they start doing it, and maybe the results don't follow exactly as soon as they'd like and they start to give up on it before they even get it going.
1: You sound like you just read my entire playbook. Um, That's exactly what happens is, you know, I will go in and I will sit down with a client and they're like, Yeah, everything you're telling me about the, you know, content marketing, all that's great, but I think I can do that on my own. Like, okay, well, I will set you up. You know, I will fix it for you. I will show you what to do. I will come in and train you and do all this and everything. And what winds up happening is they usually will do it for like the first few months and then they either get burnout or they get busy and then it just stops. So they get, so, you know, to... um, to quote Jeb Blunt, I'm, words are hard this afternoon. Um, quote Jeb Blunt, you know, your pipe is live. So the pipeline is full. They're like, I don't need to do any of this. I'm going to stop. I got to fill all these orders and everything. And then the pipeline will start drying up it again. And just like when we prospect, you know, you're calling people up. Well, they'll start writing content again, and then the pipe will get full again, and then they'll stop. But Google hates that. They want to see that consistency. And it's just like I alluded to with the, you know... With um, Audrey too in Little Shop of Horrors. You got to keep feeding it um, because if
0: you don't feed it, it's going to die. Yeah, 100%. And don't forget, guys, that Google loves YouTube. It's their child, they own it. And, you know, you want additional authority, you want Google juice. Uh, be consistent on YouTube and the amount. Of, uh, of, uh, of of authority that you can create through that and it's not easy like I said these frequently you know at the very beginning Chad said ask the questions uh, start to write down on a piece of paper you already know the questions you get them 10 times a day from your customers what are the frequently asked questions the FAQs what are the FAQs start writing them down and get those on your uh, Google, Profile and get them on your website. Get them, uh, publish it uh, as a as a blog. Uh, Make YouTube videos. Uh, Take each one and expand upon it. Do a little two minute video and really explore that because uh, there's a lot of bad information out there. You know one one of you know this is the information age, right? But there's good information and there's bad information and. Most of you that I know, you are experts and you need to share that with the world because they need to hear the truth. It's, it's super important. Just, you know, not getting what I want level, but just get the truth out there level, but that's going to help you dominate your local search results. Anything else that my guys and gals should be doing to help themselves, um, You know, let's just say I've got somebody listening and they're doing a pretty good job on this already. Is there anything that you would add to the basic playbook uh, that they can do to kind of give themselves a little bit more of an advantage? Well, you know,
1: obviously content is king. Um, You know, Bill Gates wrote about that back in 1996 and... I really want to know where he has a DeLorean because he was pretty spot on when he said it. Um, But to your point, you know, you can set up, you know, set up your phone. Um, If you've got an iPhone, get a tripod, get a little mount for it, set it up, start recording some videos. You know, audio is key, but what you can do with those videos is you can repurpose all of that. You can take those videos and have them transcribed through a service or, you know, get an administrative assistant who's a really fast typist and can sit there and listen and type at the same time. Get them to transcribe that. Clean it up a little bit. Push it out as a blog. You can put it out as a podcast. I mean, you can take a video and the audio track and do so much with it. You can cut it up and put it out on social media. You can put it on Instagram. You can put it on Facebook. You can put it up to Google. Um, one thing, you know, like I grew up through the social media age and everything, but I do want everyone to kind of remember Social media is just rented land. So my question to you would be, do you want to own the store that you're in or would you rather rent it? And most people are going to say, well, I would rather own the building that I'm in. So don't put all your eggs in like a social media basket. And as much as I love the Google business profile and how that is the doorway to your new, you know, your digital front door, you still need a way to pull them into your website.
0: That's great advice, uh, Chad, and it's not something that we had covered. Own your website. Everything that you put out on the social media, yes, I'm going to say it, duplicate it, repurpose it on your website. As a matter of fact, it should go on your website before it even goes to social media so it links back to your website so that you create Additional backlinks, which I don't know if we want to go into that or not. But the other thing that Chad just said is super important. Two of the best retailers I know both have podcasts. Jeff Chinakovo, he doesn't have one podcast; he's got two podcasts. And Kevin Fears, I uh, say, accuse New York, he has a podcast uh, for his customers. So, uh, and there's other. And if I if I missed anybody out there, my apologies to you. Listen, we got to wrap this up in seven minutes, Chad. And I've been talking nonstop. I, uh, always leave the last five to 10 minutes for my guests to talk about anything that they want to talk about. What's near and dear to your heart these days, Chad? Well, I guess
1: I've got a couple of things. So if anybody has any questions, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, just, you know, maybe put a note, um, that you heard me here. Uh, because I do tend to get a little bit of spam, um, in the random people wanting to sell me something. Um, uh, unfortunately. Um, the other thing is if you want to hear more from me, um, I do do a podcast with my co-hosts, as I kind of alluded to. So it is talk marketing to me. Um, and she being a Gen Zer, um, I was just like, you know, there is a song very similar to that title. And she looked at me and said, yeah, that's where I got it from. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, just kind of, Be aware of, you know, what you're putting out there. Um, be aware of what your, your Google profile is. Make sure you have your hours and all that updated, especially around the holidays. I know it's another thing for you as a small business owner or a small retail shop to deal with, but it's one of those things that if you're going to compete and compete against all the big box stores and everybody else, you're going to have to do it. And of course, you know, the other thing is put content out as much as you can. Um, and if you have any kind of questions or whatever, you know, feel free to reach out to me. I'm trying to make myself pretty accessible and,
0: you know, would love to help
1: anybody that can.
0: Uh, one thing that I would say to my store owners, you have resources uh called reps. Uh, we get paid a commission for every product that you sell. It's in our best interest to make sure you succeed. Um if you have reps who are talented, who speak well, who don't drag their knuckles on the ground, get them to help you with content. Um, if you're doing a podcast, start your podcast off with your frequently asked questions and then work your way through your reps. And by the time that you do that, you'll be off and running. Um, and one of the things that I will always say to you, uh, perfection is the enemy of moving forward. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to have all your business cards the exact right way. Just take one step forward. You know, sometimes I don't feel like doing what I'm supposed to do, but you know what I do? I start doing what I know I have to do, even though people trust me. You don't even want to see what it looks like. It's terrible. And then a few minutes later, I'm like, all right, now I'm, now I'm grooving. Now I'm, I'm doing my thing. I'm, uh, so take a step. So right now take an action. That's what I'm going to say to you. So go to Chad's website, go to his LinkedIn profile, say, Hey, I saw you on the Pete Primo show and I really liked some of the ideas that you were sharing. Sounds like you know what you're talking about, Chad. Um, I have a situation. I have a question. I- I'm telling you, Chad's the real deal. He's going to give you an answer. He's not going to sit there and go, uh, give me a few hundred dollars and then maybe I'll answer your question. No, he's going to answer your question and, uh, away, away you go. And, you know, maybe you guys work together in a more uh, structured way, but I can tell you this, Chad. Comes from the same school that I do, and that is we—we're here to serve, we're here to help, and we want to help you grow your business. And uh, without a further to do, I would like to say thank you, Chad, for coming on the show and uh, being—you uh, know—so available and answering questions. And I, I think what we've got here right now. Uh, I started off with a blank. I think we have like a mini masterclass on how to dominate, uh, search results locally. And not the least of which was repurposing, uh, doing podcasts, the importance of your own website. There's just so much. This is going to be re- rebroadcast. It's gonna, you, this lives on YouTube. So you can watch it as many times as you want. And make notes because this is like a masterclass that you would pay a couple hundred dollars for. And it's up to date. And this is what Chad does every day. So Chad, thank you so much. I appreciate you more than you know. And uh, hopefully some of my smarter uh, store owners will reach out to you and uh, enlist your help in helping them dominate their local search results. Well, Pete, it was great to be here. And like I said, if anybody
1: wants to reach out, I'll be glad to help.
0: Thanks, Chad. Have a great day.